off on another episode of Hero Paranormal Podcast, broadcasting from the base at La Madre Mountain, just south of Area 51. My name is Ryan, the original outlaw of the airwaves, bringing you a heck of an episode today. You may know our guest as the author of Children of the Beast, Abomination, and Prophet of Evil. Or you may know our guest today from his amazing research into the smiley-faced killers. Exhaustive, really. He's really gone after them and done... Wow, it's just... If you haven't heard of them, please go to William's website, which I will post at the end or before. And that is why he was on the podcast 10 months ago. That was an amazing podcast. But a lot has transpired in 10 months, and William has done a better job than just about anyone out there delving as deeply as possible into the corruption and disruption of our culture and the loss of our rights, we are going to get into a bunch of stuff that is going to blow your socks off. If you haven't gone to HeroParanormal.com, please check it out. It's the easiest way to get to the archive and the easiest way to download things in a hurry. If you need to jump on a flight, jump in a car, wherever you are, do that. And you can download the whole thing instead of going to YouTube and having to watch the video or uh, any of the others. Anyway, um, that's all the self-promotion I've got. Let's get on it and talk to the man with the plan. He's, he's absolutely fascinating how he can get a subject matter and really just delve, delve in and dig and get to areas that, you know, newfound areas that people haven't gotten to. And that's what's so amazing. Uh, If you haven't checked out William Ramsey Investigates, that podcast is available on Spreaker um, and a bunch of other podcasts. You can find William Ramsey Investigates where he gets into some pretty hardcore discussions and book reviews with some of the latest authors. I'm a fan, and I recommend that you check it out and uh, see what William's doing because he he really does investigate. The man with the plan. Let's get to it. William Ramsey, welcome to the Hero Paranormal Podcast, my man. Okay, William, my man, thanks so much for coming on the podcast again. I was telling our listeners it's been 10 months, I believe, since we've talked. A lot has transpired in 10 months. And we were discussing your work with the Smiley Face Killers then. And not to take away from that, but I really requested you to come back to discuss... The slow burn apocalypse and the sorry state of affairs of just about everything. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. You've done a lot of research and investigation that I, as usual, blew my socks off when I, when I saw how deeply you were like looking into things. And, you know, the crazy thing is this election, it, there, there's a lot of uh, red flags or whatever you want to call them. Oh, yeah. There's a whole sea of red flags. 
problems with uh, vote tabulating. I'm, my position is that it was a multifaceted, massive uh, vote fraud with collusion between the states. And the reason that you can show that there's collusion between the suspect states is that they all shut down in the middle of the night, three or four o'clock, almost simultaneously, stop the vote. So that tells you a lot. And that's actual real evidence uh, in you know contradiction to what the media and the big tech companies are gaslighting the average American. So there's real problems. What's super spooky about this is it almost seems like they could have done a better job, but they're not doing a good job of covering anything up on purpose. I don't know. It's just a mess. I think it was really sloppy. I don't think, you know, Sleepy Joe is not all there, so he probably doesn't have the reins on it. It was probably just a big Democratic, uh, uh, you know, group attempt. And they've probably been doing it for decades is really what is scary is that they probably had all kinds of vote fraud back all the way back to JFK and maybe even beyond that. Uh, we know that JFK kind of earned his way into the presidency through all the votes that magically appeared in Chicago. So I would think that that's probably what's going on as well, is that this was just they had to really go much bigger on the fraud than they thought because Trump was going to win in the landslide. I think that he had earned the respect of the average American. I think he was gonna, it was going to be something like uh, the Reagan victory where almost all the states were going to be red. I even California suspect. So there's the main kind of four states. What is it? Uh, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin seem to be in Nevada, really. Like, you know, Arizona are the other ones that are at issue. But I think that was much broader than that. There was much more fraud. So, um, and all those, all those like pundits and polls were all totally fake and a lie. And they had to keep pushing these fake lies to gaslight the American public. So we're really in a 1984 situation. There's no doubt about it. We're just being totally lied to by corporate overlords. William, the weird thing is I saw the Biden, I don't even know what to call it, I guess acceptance speech, and then it looks so phony and fraudulent with all these red and white and blue Jeeps and Ford F-150s. It looked like a movie set, and apparently it was. And then the interesting well, is this new office, apparently the office of the president-elect. I've never seen this before. Yeah, that's suspicious, too. So um, they just keep calling him president. They're really trying to get him in and, and really slow roll the public. And not even one of the reasons you can know that they're all in on it at the very top of the left, a lot of them know what's going on, is their inability to even say, let's just let's audit everything. Because if they really won... That's the first thing they would have said November 4th, right? Let's audit everything yeah. to a granule of detail, and we will have a convincing victory that will show the American people that we won fair and square. They haven't said anything like that. They have had, had, had a month to do that. So that's actually also evidence <laughs> their inability to even say. So they just say the voter, the will of the voters have uh, made a decision, but if you have counterfeit or fake ballots, it's really not the will of the voters, right? It's the will of whoever made those fake ballots. And I, I don't want to speak for every state in the union, but I know here in Nevada, that I, where I call home, the the fraud was pretty self-evident and, I mean, pretty pretty blatant. Yeah. No, it's interesting, too. Like, we're, we're paying tax dollars to have the DOJ and the FBI uh, supposedly look into these things, and the voter fraud was so obvious, the fact that they shut everything down and kept kept counting votes, told people to leave, um, 
um, that you kind of wonder where the overt investigation is. I would think that would have been the first step of any true inquiry into all the discrepancies and problems is to, you know, seal everything, start taking depositions, asking people who did what. Really, one of the first things you know is how did all of those states shut down at the same time? That's evidence of collusion. And what I would think the public would need to know, the American public particularly, is who made that call and how did they all know to shut down at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a vital question. So there's a lot of problems. Like, it's incredible that, and I think this move in Texas, I don't know if Texas filed suit Monday uh, to the Supreme Court directly. Fascinating. That's the most important of the myriad of cases. There's all kinds of lawsuits going around. And some of them don't even involve Trump. But I think it's astonishing that Trump has to um, hire his own private attorneys when this is really a matter of national significance. It's probably the most overt, it's really a coup and a theft of the country. So we're really at the brink of like, uh, you know, incredible moment, probably the most important moment for this country since World War II, or the decision to fight in World War II is really this, because either way, dependent upon how things work out before November 20th, um, we could be, you're going to have a bunch of disaffected people who know the vote was stolen if Biden gets elected. And if the Supreme Court or some of these other groups come out with other evidence, uh, you're going to have a bunch of people angry and disaffected because they think Biden did it on the up and up. So uh, it's very perilous times. You know, you throw and sprinkle some of the COVID issues that are happening, and um, yeah, you're in a, you're a slow roll apocalypse, just like you said. Mm-hmm. It's pretty ugly. The um, there's there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of moving parts, and the Dominion voter systems and some of the contractors. I've heard some interesting things at Senate hearings. What's your opinion of the aspects of the computer aspects of this? Well, I think other people have done work on it. I think Beth Harris did black box voting, so she anticipated things like this a long time ago. She's kind of a voice in the wilderness. She should have gotten much more the law professor. He thinks he got shafted by these uh, voting systems or some kind of rigged vote against uh, Schultz. What's her name? I can't remember. But um, So other people have talked about it, but I think that Dominion voting is intentionally there to commit fraud. So it's intentionally weak. It's intentionally uh, hackable to sway votes. And if these kinds of systems, will, they're going to find out, are being used all over the world through all kinds of weird um, shield companies and things like that to affect votes. And the same thing happened in Venezuela. So they're trying to do a kind of a color revolution here. And I personally am not going to have it. I don't think the military is going to have it either. So there's a lot of other things happening under the surface. We know the surface things of these lawsuits, but uh, I suspect that the government has incredible amounts of evidence. They're just not willing to, a Trump administration particularly, not willing to divulge yet at this time. But once they get in front of the Supreme Court, and that additional evidence of uh, fraud gets laid out. I think that the bear, it'll be a convincing case to everybody, you know, as long as you're not on the left-wing kind of uh, fishbowl where you're being propagandized all the time in a vicious way, worse than Pravda, worse than anything in Russia. You know, as long as you can actually see objectively the facts, I think the fraud will clear and convincing in the future. And it's pretty clear and convincing now, uh, but yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I have many things are for, for fraud. They're made for fraud. Yeah. Do you know that uh, India has a population of 1.2 billion people, and they still do hand counts to avoid fraud, so they can say one person, one vote. 
So you have a country four times the size of ours still doing a hand count, and they're doing it with much more uh, clarity and see-through than we are. So the only reason that you can come to the conclusion is that these guys put these tech things together to, to, to manipulate the system, no question. Both sides. I wouldn't be surprised some of these Republicans have been involved in it, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not. this is just a more blaring thing. Trump himself stands really as a maverick because certain parts of the Republican Party hate his guts. He carved out uh, from all these old families and all these old people uh, his own space within the Republican Party. And then you have the old line Democrats and the new Democrats all hate him, too. So he's in a tough position. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the, the, there's drama on both sides, but this just doesn't pass the sniff test. The the, no. the count right before they stopped counting at 3 a.m., everything changed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that there was like slugs of 150,000 votes that showed up after 3 a.m. When Trump was showing a really handy victory in a lot of those states. So Pennsylvania in particular, I think he was ahead by 15 points. And somehow Biden made it up, and then they show in this Texas, uh, this Texas complaint say the likelihood of these these things happening a statistic was like one in a quadrillion. So uh, that's according to one statistician. It's just not plausible. So you know the left is gaslit. I mean, they've gaslit the American public like for four years with total deception and the most vicious kind of lies about Trump being a Russian stooge, which was based upon. A statement some guy said in a bar who retracted that statement. So I mean, it's almost comical how much wasted time. And I think the American people kind of keyed into it, and that's why they voted for Trump. And Biden himself and his son, Biden's hyper corrupt, and his son is like, I mean, the laptop was scary. What all kind of transactions that he's put through, and the, the Senate just put something out uh, today titled Hunter Biden, Burisma, and Corruption. The impact on U.S. government policy and related concerns, they just put it out. The media will not touch it because they're owned partially by foreign entities who have uh, the, the worst interest to tor- like, towards the American public possible. So, uh, but in that, in that thing, which I briefly oversaw, I mean, there's all kinds of money being cha- exchanged. There's all kinds of intel risks. Uh, there's all kinds of problems, and uh, there's all kinds of cover-ups on the left. They were just trying to cover up for what Hunter Biden was getting, the money he was getting, and, and what he was up to. So, and they, they actually, what's really disgusting is that, according to that Senate report, other senators on the uh, the Democrats were involved in obfuscating really what was going on, according to that report. So, if you read through the report, you see these this cast of characters who in the media all the time telling lies, bringing up the Russia collusion. Jim Bologna, and just it's just disgusting. Like these people, there's a lot of people in this country. You got to watch out. They are lie like a rug, and uh, they're shameless about it. So yeah. that's one of the reasons they went through with this attempt to steal the country, which is ongoing right now. So yeah, a lot of a lot of crazy things going on. But Biden's super corrupt. I don't know why anybody would want to vote for him. So he has, you know, one of the things I just researched myself is I went on Twitter. He has 20 million followers on Twitter. So you have to expect that. Thank God. Yeah, this kind of low kind of following on Twitter, but somehow came out with 80 million votes, <laughs> more than Obama. Yeah. And it's just not believable at all. A 12-year-old kid could go, oh, this is baloney. Right. 
the the part about having more votes than Obama is just impossible for me to swallow. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing is Biden is from Arden, Delaware, which, you know, not to go too far down this rabbit hole, I kind of went down it when Pete before Pizzagate was quote unquote debunked. But the area in general is full of corrupt families that are very wealthy. And to be honest, William, I was blown away by the images and some of the research and stuff that you were getting, uh, you know, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. I mean, images of him and Lady Gaga and others. And it's just, frankly, eerie. Yeah, no, he's networked. I mean, there's plausibly, I mean, some of these researchers have tied him to Gal Gadot, uh, the daughters of Obama, um, his own brother's daughter. He was 14 at the time. He's 48. So there's all, I mean, the guy is clearly, in my opinion, a sex addict and a heavy drug user like a, a meth and coke or whatever. Mostly meth. Those are meth pipes. Totally. That's why his teeth rotted off, uh, it seems like. So um, it is hyper-corrupt. And Joe Biden, the, the so-called president-elect, is kissing Hunter Biden's kids on the mouth, like weird kisses. So Hunter's kids, like, whoa. So there's a lot of, and the touchy-feely stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that was in that, in that laptop. And uh, you can tell that yeah. Back in the 2016 election, I would argue that Julian Assange's slow leak of Podesta's emails won the election for Trump mm-hmm. over Hillary. I think that that's when people saw the blood rituals and Abramovich that were in there and verifiable. That was it. And I think that their rollout of the Hunter Biden laptop was clumsy, shallow. It was just like a clown show. They rolled it out on these weird websites, like one of this, Simon, uh, Miles Wu, who's a supposed CCP uh, antagonist, in some kind of weird thing with a bunch of Chinese stuff, like it was, it was focused towards Chinese people when it should have been focused on Americans. So the Bablinsky statements and all that stuff was, was shut down by our corrupt, venal media, but... Uh, if they had done something like Julian Assange, I think that, I mean, I think the outcome really was that Trump won, but uh, at least the, the American people would have gotten better information, a little more clear. Or they, they could research it. One of the powers and potency of WikiLeaks layout is that you could cross-reference everything, and people, all the autists and all the research fiends could just go through it and cross-reference. And the way they, they got rid of Hunter Biden's laptop was uh, almost the direct polar opposite mm-hmm. lots of dirt on that laptop man and you were getting oh. i don't know how you were getting all that info and i'm not going to ask but it was pretty fascinating 4chan so the guys at 4chan got it i don't know where they got it but i think they were ripping stuff off of this guy miles Guo's website which was g news and his association with abandon yeah it was just really sloppy and clumsy and uh, not really, not effectively targeted, targeted towards the American people. But yeah, 4chan, they got information where they got their pictures and where they got their stuff. I don't know, but uh, yeah, pretty. It's pretty sad. And I mean, Hunter Biden should be arrested um, if we had a functioning legal system. And uh, it's pretty sad. Like I had kind of a a scary realization. Like I'm seeing all this illegality, and I'm like, ah, oh, why isn't the FBI, the DOJ? And I actually was going to send something with the tag 
FBI or DOJ on it. And I thought, <laughs> you know, we're in an environment that if I actually revealed a crime, I could probably end up in a worst case yeah. situation by my affiliation with the FBI and the DOJ than the criminal. You'd be way worse off. Like, think about that. Like, that's how bad the situation is. That you cannot trust the FBI and the DOJ to do the right thing. Which kind of brings me to, like, the 1984 aspect of all this, where it really is becoming the elite can just do whatever they want. And I hate to say the elite because these guys are, well, they are. And I hate, you know, the, I, I'm going to bring it back in, the whole Arden, Delaware, and, and the Rose Valley, satanic cult, Pizzagate connection. But I went back east because I had some people that I don't want to mention that were telling me all these places where this stuff was going down. And I honestly said, this has to be BS. I went out there and everything went down exactly as they said. I got chased out of the neighborhoods they told me I'd get chased out of for doing absolutely nothing at all. And yeah, I believe that there are some dark aspects to some of these wealthy families from particular areas. Well, I would agree with that. I mean, Joe Biden's been in office for 47 years. He's a total swamp creature. And how do you explain that? He's not very talented. He's been seen ripping off speeches from European politicians. He was busted for plagiarism in law school. Uh, his dad was a used car salesman. I mean, how does this guy do that? Other than if he's a Mason, like if you listen to some of his recent speeches, he was not talk talking in a Christian context. He was talking about coming to the light like, very Masonic words. Mm -hmm. um, so, very, like me, I sat up in my chair when I heard one of his speeches, like, come to the light. So, you can probably put him right, on it. there's two speeches of him talking about the New World Order, right? So, I have that on my YouTube channel. That's mm -hmm. from 2014. So, that's kind of like the, the elite's um, phrase word. And even Kerry was saying that stuff. He's also left. So, you have two supposed Democratic stalwarts works both talking about New World Order, but they're both elitists, right? So Kerry Skull and Bones, and I suspect Biden is probably high up in the Masonic Order. I don't have any proof of that, but uh, when you start talking about those kind of occultic Masonic ideas, and how is he protected at that job? How are all these old politicians in the U.S. protected at their jobs when they don't do a good job? Mm -hmm. And that's something all Americans really think about. Like, I think that, that Trump obviously had his presidency stolen. He had that cultural uh, triumphant moment stolen from him as, as well, because if he had won, it would have been, if he had, like, won legally, uh, it would have been kind of a high watermark for him because it showed that everything he'd done over the last four years, the American people appreciated. So that got stolen from him. Amen. So these people are liars, cheaters, and thieves in many more ways. I can't believe anybody has any support for uh, these people who lead the left, I think that they're moral reprobates, and um, it's really a larger issue, really, than Trump or, or or Biden. It's really about the constitutional system and the rule of law. So a lot of this stuff um, is going to get sorted out, hopefully, at the Supreme Court, and they'll sit up in their chairs and show how the, the framers put together the tripartite system, and, and hopefully it'll write the ship but uh, you know, there's, there's always some variables and I hate to get political but it's hard not to with uh, such blatant disregard or at least it seems like it and to kind of get off of the like the weird thing is the the virus and how this seemed to be the running point uh, for one party 
the virus, there, there could be a lot more to this virus than I think meets the eye. And I think maybe you have some insight into that as well, uh, William. Well, I mean, I think that, I think that there is a virus of some sort. I don't know if the PCR test accurately determines it, but I think it's pretty clear on a global thing through different jurisdictions that people are having, you know, are dying from this disease. I think it was uh, created in a lab. I think, I think Montagnier, who was a French uh, biologist who identified the HIV virus, looked at the COVID-19 virus under a microscope and said it was crafted with the skill of a watchmaker. So you have this kind of SARS virus that in nature isn't that lethal, but when it's tinkered with and certain things to make it kind of click into a human cell much easier and goes through the whole body much differently than other viruses. I think it's real. However, there are all of these new world agendas. You've got how did Bill Gates become some kind of authority on COVID-19? That should kind of scare people. And uh, really, the, the consequences of what's happening in the virus, I don't think the lethality of the virus is really that bad for, for um, people under a certain age. But I also think there's therapies. I think that these guys who have treated COVID with, uh, the, what is it, Z-Pak, zinc, and uh, hydroxychloroquine have all, they, they have like zero deaths. Like, so people, so there is therapies. Mm-hmm. But the media, the toxic, poisonous media in this country uh, is run by corporations and probably just stone-cold Satanists at the very top, uh, you know, poo-pooed it or downgraded it. But these guys are still, was it Dr. Zelenko, I think is his name. Yeah. But these guys are just having triumphs over this virus. So there's always this thing you gotta have. I would never take the uh, the vaccine, and so I would be very leery. The vaccine could probably be worse than the virus. The vaccine. People just did simple math. The vaccine uh, is only effective 95 percent of the time, but 99 percent of the time you beat the virus. So. Um, I think uh, there's a lot of agendas going on. You've got the New World Agenda. You've got this corporatized agenda. All these small businesses are not able to survive, but the big box stores and the big corporations are. Yep, go figure. So Jeff Bezos is probably just laughing all day long about all of his competitors being put out of business or all these big kind of chain stores and stuff are loving it. So uh, I think that there's huge mistakes. I think a lot of these... These governors are corrupt, and Cuomo, Newsom are corrupt, and uh, yeah. So I mean, I think that uh, it's pretty. It's a rolling apocalypse, man. It's terrible. <laughs> it's freaky, and the the sorry state of well everything. It's like cance- cancel culture is now the norm, and right. f- friendships. Uh, you're you're quickly finding out who your friends are, and with good reason. People are scared of this thing and fear is like the only like pushing factor. My fear with the mandatory quote unquote vaccine coming out is that it won't, they won't push it mandatorily, but you just won't be able to get anything done unless you take it. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's a uh, kind of scary that they're really going to enforce that. I was, I'm not going to take the vaccine. I don't want my family to take the vaccine. Um, I'll let somebody else take it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I think it screws with your RDNA, so it's like some right. kind of recombinant thing that goes into your cells, which uh, is also pretty scary. Like, I think they have to keep it in 
minus 60 degrees because it's it's not like your standard some other like hep C vaccine or something like that. So, um, I mean, you throw that in, you throw this, you've got the stolen election, you've got COVID, you've got this idea of the Great Reset thrown out uh, by Klaus Schwab. So you you know you see these people really having their agenda. Klaus Schwab is flat out like transhumanist who you know is kind of like a neo-communist where you own nothing and you'll be happy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It, it doesn't sound like happiness to me. But the interesting thing is there are a lot of people that are buying into this agenda and losing everything. Like you said, business owners are just sitting back and losing everything. And it is somehow seen as a noble gesture in the face of this uh, virus, which the, the interesting thing is, like you said, they're, they're testing. They're not actually testing for the virus. They're testing for uh, like these, these markers. And the way the virus works, apparently, and you hit upon this, William, is they kind of splice this thing into your DNA. And then if it sees, or RNA, I apologize, if it sees the virus coming, then it activates. But, I mean, that's all we know, which is nothing. Right. I mean, you don't know what happens in these mass tests, how it changes, and what if people get sick. I mean, they've already had a couple people die, is my understanding. So um, they're advising people with allergies not to take the virus or, you know, the vaccine. So uh, there's a lot of things. And I, like I said, like, I think there's already a solution, which is hydroxychloroquine. Zinc is a known viral inhibitor. Right? It inhibits the virus from replicating. So what the hydroxychloroquine does is opens a pathway in cells to have the zinc in there and stop the virus, which actually probably could be a treatment for all viral problems uh, if they actually studied it properly. But uh, I think that these papers are coming up from different uh, areas, but that doesn't, uh, if you have a cheap hydroxychloroquine was used in Africa for years, for decades, for malaria, right? So mm-hmm. it's a known drug. The side effect, negative side effects they had is just pure propaganda. I do think that there are side effects, but there are side effects to Advil. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, we're just being led along by cattle with the with the you know ring in our nose by these these toxic media, and it shows how powerful. I think this year can show how powerful the media is, and and if you have a corrupt media like we do, and uh, you can just you can just direct the herd wherever you want. And so I think that, like I said, I think there already is a solution to COVID. Yeah. And a therapy. A yeah. therapy. And it's sad that if you're forced to stay at home and bask in the sunlight of your television screen and hear the same monotonous garbage all day long, you start to believe this. It's, it's freaky. Right. You know what's really scary, Ryan, is that these corporations... Okay, so MSNBC is owned by Gates, right? So Bill Gates is going to, you know, tell you you got to take the vaccine. And he's been talking like he's made slip of the tongue about his vaccine usage in Africa where he said if it works right, we can we can lessen the population this much in this amount of time. So he's actually made slips. His dad was the head of Planned Parenthood. Yeah. So that's probably a stone-cold eugenicist right there. Totally. CNN used to be owned by, uh, uh, what's the guy who's supposedly from Georgia, no less, uh, who might have been the guy who financed the Georgia Guidestones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? In media power, this corporate concentration media power, which is a tremendous mistake and just another element of a very corrupt 
system in Washington, D.C., which Trump was really not a part of. And uh, that's why people voted him in, actually. It's not really so much his personality, but what he represented was the American people were sick of this corrupt D.C. system that uh, engaged in wars and all kinds of propaganda and stuff like that. So, uh, But the media itself is really a problem. And some of these things were, I mean, the New York Times, the U.S., allowed Carlos Slim from Mexico to to buy a controlling state a stake in the New York Times. It's a huge mistake. The guy's not interested in the American uh, way of life or the American people at all. It's just you can see the character of that paper change. And if you look up Carlos Slim, I mean he's basically kind of a gangster. Yeah. So um, there's real problems right now, real serious problems and the, the legislature spent all of its time BSing and doing nothing, and they barely work over 100 days a year. So we got real problems in this country, and hopefully the stolen election people will get up in their seat and realize that it's a life-and-death situation right now. Yeah. It's, it's so true, man. And the research that you're doing, I think, is extremely important and cutting-edge. And could you tell our listeners uh, about William Ramsey Investigates and where they can find you? Yeah, so I have a podcast. I tried to get off of YouTube, which seemed to be a little uh, prescient, like uh, some foresight. So I started a podcast to get my information out. It's William Ramsey Investigates. And I've had very little censorship through the podcasting environment so far. YouTube has tried to give me strikes, shut down my channel, uh, demonetize me. But uh, the best place where you can find it, my, my information, is really my podcast. I've got five documentaries on Vimeo. Um, which are about Smiley Face Killers, Aleister Crowley. So good. And uh, Occult Hollywood, which is another warning. Like, you shouldn't be, you should be careful about what you're watching it as far as Hollywood shows are. And I also have my books are available on Amazon. I have a website, William Ramsey Investigates, if you'd like to buy any signed books. All great stuff, and the content is off the charts. Um, thanks so much for coming on, and we need to talk again. I need to send you some of this yeah. stuff, but yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have to talk again. There's definitely some occult stuff, in my opinion, going on, as you know. And oh, I think so. I think that if the le- if what you know Biden is is wins, you're going to have you're basically going to slide into the new new world order. We're not going to have sovereignty, and we're not going to have a lot of uh, rights of free expression, and they're going to try to subvert the constitutional rights and our liberties even greater. So it's uh, it's a pretty dangerous time. Amen, brother. Thanks for carving out some time for us, and thanks for all the research you do. We appreciate everything you do. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk soon. Take care. Well, there you have it. Breaking it down like nobody else really can. William Ramsey is kind of at a level so much higher than I And when we started the podcast, he was actually pointing out, like trying to help me out with my audio because his is so much better than mine. His podcast is so much better and you need to check it out. It's a killer podcast. William Ramsey investigates. Very helpful guy. Always trying to help anyone and trying to get information and help get the information out to the masses. So definitely support the guy. His research is astounding. Check out the Smiley Face Killers. Occult Hollywood is I mean, it's all top grade info and content. Um, I'm always super stoked when he comes on the podcast and super blessed that he continues to. So until next time, guys, keep your eyes to the skies, feet on the ground, but don't forget to take a look around. Hey.
my time machine. Third eye feeling like I need Vizine. Blast off, blast off, blast off, blast off. Come blast off in my time machine. Third eye feeling like I need Vizine. Blast off, blast off, blast off.